Japan first entered written history by about 600 AD. They borrowed much of their culture and ideas from the celestial empire and superpower, China. At this time, the emperors of Japan, House Yamato, descendants of the gods, held the power. Another idea Japan copied from their Chinese brethren, you know, celestial empire. Another clan, the Fujiwara, were also alleged descendants of the gods. For generations, they had administered the rights for heaven and earth, harmonizing the space between men and the gods. The Fujiwara were the first great clan of Japan outside of the royal family. The Fujiwara began marrying their daughters to the emperors, leading to the emperors becoming less powerful, and they began filling more imperial court positions, which eventually led the Fujiwara to be the decision makers of the ancient Japanese government. While taking more political power, the Fujiwara also started dominating the economy and religious areas, privatizing agriculture and taking control of Buddhist temples. This impoverished the ancient Japanese state and led to an elite class of Fujiwara family members having near complete control. The Fujiwara grew so powerful that they could enthrone loyal or dethrone disloyal emperors. One historian referred to them as hereditary dictators. By 710, there weren't samurai in Japan, just a sub warrior class and the Fujiwara aristocracy. In 794, the capital moved from Nara to Kyoto, starting the Heian period. The Heian period was a long peace that lasted nearly 400 years. In addition to peace, this was an era of cultural sophistication and elite decadence, as well as decreased centralized authority. The provincial governors began to flout their duties due to the weakening of the central government, taking private land and enriching themselves through heavy taxes and widespread corruption. Many of the famous samurai clans began to arise during this time. Princes of the royal family, who had not been given courtly titles, started going to the provinces. There, they were given a last name, which created the clans. True royals who had not been given a last name were not severed from the royal family. These exiled princes took power over the provincial governors, giving them access to powerful warriors in the rough countryside. In the capital and major cities, the elite were decadent and effeminate. Warriors on horseback were the elite warriors. The preferred weapon was the bow and arrow. Between the 10th and 11th centuries, the Fujiwara really began to become weak as food production decreased and the population exploded. This led to the provincial governors and newly established clans to begin attacking each other for survival and power. Two of the most important clans, the Taira and the Minamoto, began attacking the Fujiwara clan in the countryside. By 1068, the first emperor in almost two centuries without a Fujiwara mother took control. 90 years later, by 1158, a succession dispute led to another outbreak of violence between the Fujiwara and the great Taira and Minamoto clans. In the end, the Fujiwara were destroyed, along with the old system of government. Warrior families now commanded the court, or as they are better known, the samurai. In the beginning, the Taira were the most dominant, defeating the Minamoto. However, the Minamoto were not destroyed like the Fujiwara. They survived, running off into the mountains. The Taira became arrogant, while the Minamoto began aligning themselves with other samurai families. This started the Genpei War, which happened between 1180 to 1185. 
The Genpei War was the first prolonged conflict to reach the capital in generations. The Minamoto were eventually successful, leading to the rise of the samurai. Samurai rule would persist for seven centuries, until the modern era. The Minamoto formed the Kamakura Shogunate. Their capital was based in the city of Kamakura, near modern-day Tokyo. The city of Kamakura was located in the rich Kanto Plain. For most of the Sengoku Jidai, the Hojo clan, held this region. Most daimyo were unable to become shogun, unless they had lineage back to the Kamakura Shogunate, descendants of the Minamoto clan. Clans like the Takeda, Imagawa, and Tokugawa had the historical lineage to do this. However, the Oda clan and other Gekokujo families like Toyotomi Hideyoshi could not claim this. This didn't matter to Oda Nobunaga, who believed power could be gained through brute force alone. And by the look of Japan in the late 1570s, it seemed he might be right. Oda Nobunaga, while fighting his samurai enemies, was still fighting his greatest enemy, one from within, the Iko-Iki warrior monks. After Nobunaga's destruction and the slaughter of the monks and children of Mount Hiei in 1573, he returned to Nagashima for a second time, personally leading a sizable force with many arquebusiers. However, a rainstorm rendered his arquebusiers inoperable, while the Iko-Iki's own arquebusiers could fire from covered positions. Nobunaga himself was almost killed and forced to retreat. The second siege of Nagashima was considered his greatest defeat. That same year, after the death of Takeda Shingen, Oda Nobunaga turned his attention to Ashikaga Yoshiaki, who had not only formed a secret alliance against him, but was now openly declaring hostility against the Oda. Despite the emperor's opposition, Nobunaga took up arms against Yoshiaki, and drove him out of Kyoto, effectively ending the centuries-old Ashikaga shogunate. Yoshiaki was sent into exile and became a Buddhist monk, shaving his head and adopting a new name. However, he would still remain a virulent force against Nobunaga, raising forces against him more than once in order to take back the shogunate. The next year, Nobunaga for a third time returned to Nagashima, he began with the naval blockade and bombardment, allowing him to capture the outer forts as well as parts of the Nagashima complex. The siege of Nagashima finally ended when Nobunaga's men completely surrounded the complex and set fire to it, killing the remaining tens of thousands of defenders and inflicting tremendous losses to the Iko-Iki. Although Nagashima was now destroyed, Nobunaga was not without his own losses, as during the fighting of the third siege, his older brother, Oda Nobuhiro was killed in combat. The Iko-Iki still had strong in their massive fortress of Ishiyama Honganji, which extended out with 51 outposts. Nobunaga, who had designated command of the siege to his general, Akechi Mitsuhide, began making progress. He had used the same tactics at Nagashima, using a naval blockade to surround and break the will of the defenders. Yoshiaki personally raised troops to lift the siege of Ishiyama Honganji, which Nobunaga had begun to starve out. Just as it would seem, Nobunaga would defeat the Iko-Iki, the great power of the West, answer the Shogun's call for aid. The Mori clan arrived and broke Nobunaga's naval blockade. 
They started sending supplies into the strongly fortified complex by sea. Honshu is Japan's largest island. The island in the middle that connects the other three significantly smaller islands together. On the western tip of Honshu lay Aki province. Aki province was shared between a western branch of the Takeda clan and the Mori clan. Both were relatively weak and small and fell under vassalship of the much larger Aochi clan. In the year 1571, a man named Motonari of the Mori clan was regent for his young nephew, who upon the death of his father had just ascended to leader of the Mori. The Takeda wished to take advantage of this young boy's youth and inexperience to expand their territory. The Takeda invaded the Mori for dominance of Aki, and Motonari led his army of 1,000 against the forces of Takeda Motoshige, who led an army of 5,000. In the Battle of Arita Nakaide, the Mori-led forces began to falter and fall back due to the 5-to-1 advantage the Takeda held. Motonari rallied his men and pleaded with them to stand their ground. Takeda Motoshige himself advanced forward across a river separating the two armies on horseback, but was struck with an arrow and killed. The Takeda broke and retreated. This was Motonari's first battle, and he was victorious. Using the momentum of this battlefield victory, Motonari began expanding his territory around Aki province. The Mori clan was great, but not as great as my Patreon supporters. Thank you, Rick Winter. Thank you, Aaron Hansen. Thank you, Grimbot. Thank you, Melina Leonard. And thank you, Johanna. In 1523, Motonari's young nephew passed away and the leadership of the Mori clan passed to Motonari. Motonari, using his diplomatic brilliance and political marriages of his children, managed to keep the significantly small Mori clan alive by manipulating his much larger neighboring clans, the Auchi and the Amago, against each other. Eventually, Motonari expanded his power to the entirety of the Aki province, officially making him a Sengoku daimyo. In 1555, Motonari went to war with his former overlord, the Auchi clan. Motonari's strategic cunning was made apparent at the Battle of Miyajima, located on an island that was entirely a Shinto shrine. Motonari constructed a fort on Miyajima and publicly expressed his woe that the fort known as Miyamo Castle would not hold out long should it be attacked. The Auchi, numbering some 30,000 troops, marched out to take the island, landing on it and preparing themselves to storm the fort. Greatly outnumbered, the Mori could raise about 10,000. Motonari contacted some pirates and hired them to transport some of his forces onto the island in the middle of a thunderstorm, hiding their movement. He then had his third son feign an attack on the embarked Auchi troops. Having believed they were victorious over the Mori, the Auchi prepared to storm the fort. Motonari, leading his hidden troops, attacked the Auchi from behind while they attempted to storm the fort. Auchi troops scattered and ran after being hit in their flank, with many of them drowning, attempting to swim back to mainland Japan. A large number of Auchi forces committed seppuku, having realized their defeat was imminent. This battle showed Japan the Mori and their superior naval tactics. By 1557, Motonari expanded his territories, taking the western peninsula conquering his former overlords, the Auchi. The same year, Motonari passed the position of clan leader to his son. In reality, Motonari still held complete control over the Mori, 
His son would pass away prematurely in the year 1563, and it caused great distress for Motonari. The title of clan leader would pass to Motonari's grandson, Mori Teramoto. By the early 1560s, Motonari was back at war with the other great neighboring power, the Amago clan. Motonari was victorious over the Amago. By 1568, as Nobunaga was entering Kyoto, the Mori clan were the undisputed rulers of western Japan, with a large section of land and number of supporting vassals in nearby regions. When Shogun Ashikaga Yoshiaki was forming his secret alliance, which included the Takeda clan, he famously asked for the Mori to join as well. Motonari, seeing the strategic brilliance of Nobunaga, decided to avoid going to war with the Oda and kept good relations. However, in 1571, at the age of 75, Mori Motonari would pass away. Nobunaga sent his condolences to the great lord of the West. Before he passed, Motonari told his sons and grandsons the famous tale of the legend of the three arrows, emphasizing that strength lies in unity, and if infighting occurs, the realm will soon fall. The clan passed to Motonari's grandson, Mori Teramoto, who had a different perspective on the Oda. By 1576, the besieged citadel of Ishiyama Honganji seemed hopeless. With supplies running out, morale began to break. In August of that year, the Mori fleet came crashing into the Oda blockade. With superior tactics and a superior navy, they successfully lifted the blockade and opened a route for supplies, allowing the Iko Iki to survive. The first battle of Kizugabaguchi was a success for the Mori Iko Alliance. The siege, which had already gone on six years, was now renewed. The following year, Nobunaga met Uesugi Kenshin in battle and was defeated. This demoralized Nobunaga, who went into a state of shock after hearing about his defeat in the Battle of Tedorigawa. Nobunaga realized that he must defeat the Mori, who had a domain which included a vast array of vassals and allies comparable to his own. <laughs> 